podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome once again to another Match Day edition of the Leeds That Podcast. I'm Paul and I'm joined by Andy, James and Matt. And we're here to discuss the home game with Blackburn Rovers. Now this was one of the highlights of last season, Blackburn at home, wasn't it? Boxing Day. Only just. Only just. Depends whether you're my father-in-law. Oh, actually he stayed, didn't he? Yeah, Paul's father-in-law leaves <laughs> before, well, about four minutes before the end of the game, every game without fail, except Blackburn at home on Boxing Day last season. I, I'm going to call him out here as well, because you know what he says every time he leaves? That he's going to go watch it on the TV downstairs in the uh, concourse. And they turn the TVs off 10 minutes prior to the final whistle. That's not true. It is true. Is it? Yep. Nah, it's not that ain't true. The signs. Yeah, but they don't do it. They do. TVs are off. Sugar's covered in coffee, ketchup, milk. Express lane. Express lane. Hey, Still that, queuing from half time. That sparked a uh, big discussion, didn't it? On Twitter. In fact, I think the trust said that they've written to the club. Not what do you think, James? Sorry, I'm just on Instagram. <laughs> it's like a cami moment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on Instagram because we've had James very special of with us today. Can we mention who we've been with today? James, this is the Leeds Lap podcast. Uh, we're, just, right. we're just in the middle of our match day edition for the Blackburn Rovers game. Welcome. It's cu- customary at this <laughs> Thanks point. Thanks for we joining talk, us. We talk about our plans for the game. In fact, you give us an update on the head-to-head, actually, normally. Oh, yeah, we've missed that. So, on the head-to-head... <laughs> <laughs> this is all staying in. Before we jump into it, actually, we've had uh, a really special guest today. So, I was just interacting with him on our, our Instagram account and you caught me off guard, sorry. Oh, friend! Who was it? We had a really special guest come into the, uh, the kitchen today to record the podcast with us uh, for an interview that's coming out in the near future. But see if you can guess who it is from this little clip Andy's going to play. What podcast am I listening to, bro? Are you being serious? Leads that. Trezor Candel. Seb Carroll, I think. Jason Crow. Are you kidding, bro? Yeah. It's Jermaine Bedford, isn't it? What a treat that was. We'll come back to uh, Jermaine with his thoughts on how we'll do um, in the game today. Um, but first of all, to let you know about our head-to-head, we've won 45, drawn 23 and lost 32. And uh, as um, Matt mentioned, um, the last time out against Blackburn at home was that unforgettable Boxing Day victory. So plans for the game today? We're going to record this and then we're going to go. Perfect. 12 beers, like last week. I hope not Andy. Do you know what? I, I mentioned this on Twitter during the week. The post-match podcast last week, I'm sat there talking to you and I'm thinking, yeah, this is fine. And then I'll listen to the podcast back. You sounded so drunk. It had been a long day for me. It had been a long day, but I think I must have just acclimatised you in the second half. It must have been the, that guy sat next to you. Maybe you got a whiff of him and mellowed out of it. Yeah, possibly. So team news. Um, we're doing this a bit earlier than we've done in recent games, so we don't know the actual team yet, but... Um, Barry Douglas is available, but the other absentees continue to be out. Bamford to start, calling it. Oh, well, it's pretty straightforward, though, <laughs> is it? Leads to play at home. And in other news... I was just going to say about Barry Douglas. Go on. Do you think that he's our fourth choice left back now? After very good Davis. Yeah, and Stuart Dallas. No. And Johnny Alioski. No, I don't. No, probably fifth. You've got Berardi in there as well. <laughs> no, and I still, I still think when fully fit, He's a shout upward top. I think it'd be between him and Johnny. We were playing very well at the beginning of the season when he was in the side. He, he adds a bit more structure. Johnny's like a Jorisel bunny, goes up and down and you can't replace that. So there's no point trying. But Douglas, I really like him. I really rate him. I, I rate him as well, but 
I also rate Johnny Alioski and I thought I rate Stuart Dallas in that role and very good Davis had a very good um, cameo cameo last week. Very good. It's also up to what Bielsa thinks, isn't it? Well, what does Bielsa think? What do you think? Because we've got Barry Douglas back and we've got another week's worth of training into Pablo Hernandez who didn't start last time out. So will we see changes? He doesn't like to change the team. He doesn't have, does he, does he have to? Ailing's ailing, isn't he? We think possibly that we've seen pictures on social media of Luke Ailing in his, in his poorly yeah, he looks. He looks almost mummified in that photo, doesn't he? Ailing spew, 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 Matthew said. <laughs> Where have you heard that before? I haven't. I was trying to, I was trying to take the song on. I was like, I was looking up to see whether Barry Douglas had a knee injury because then it could go ailing spew, spew, spew. For sure, something. Douglas knee. For sure, hip. Yeah. For sure, hip and Douglas knee. Ailing spew, spew, spew. Anyway. Calvin Phillips needs a wee. No, 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 no. What's Blackburn's forum called, Paul? Rovers Talk. Yeah. Yeah. It's called Rovers Talk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> really proud of that. It's a weird <laughs> forum. We should, that should be a regular feature. Where I guess the name of the... Right, I, yeah. I, do, I do spend some time on opposition forums around a game occasionally. Do you like Rovers Talk? I don't know anything about it other than the name. Sounds like a Coronation Street forum. <laughs> <laughs> they said, as for the Leeds fans, I have rarely come across a more obnoxious and conceited bunch of drunken oafs in my life. That's quite an articulate sentence from, for someone from Blackburn. From Lancashire. Well, it's, I, I wanted to do it justice, which I haven't done because Mrs. Matt is a big lover of the Blackburn accent. She was... Uh, the Blackburn accent? Oh, yeah. Black, Blackburn. 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 Clitheroe. Blackburn. Leeds fans, I have rarely come across a more obnoxious and conceited bunch of drunken oafs in my life. We should put that on a poster. That'd work for me. It just made me want to get more drunk. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's not like any of us to perpetuate that kind of uh, myth. No, nobody has ever described Andy as obnoxious. <laughs> tiresome. tiresome. We've had tiresome, we've had weird, we've had difficult to deal with, we've had mental, we've had... <laughs> what did Jermaine Beckford say? Gets too close to his face. Yeah. <laughs> Invasive, like, to sum it up. Yeah. Oh, well, James, what's uh, Joe Bedford said uh, this week on Twitter about the old official... So it's the first visit of the season for Gavin Ward this weekend. He's refereed us six times, uh, two wins, one draw and three losses, showing ye- uh, nine yellow cards and one red uh, in those two games. He refed us three times last season, all the way from home, two losses and one win. Uh, the 2-1 loss to Stoke where he sent Pontus off for two yellows. Oh, it's that guy. Yeah. The second yellow card was for falling over and punching the ball away. I suppose what we have got in our favour is that Ben White wouldn't do that. He'd just take the ball off him, turn around and uh, play an amazing pass up the field. Definitely. I think we should go to the pavilion now if this guy's going to be doing this. So, prediction time. Well, let's start with Jermaine. All right, I'll ask Jermaine. How do you see it going today, Leeds versus Blackburn? Do you know what? For me, it's, there's only one winner and I think it's going to be 3-0 Leeds. Who's going to score? Tyler. All three? No. And Kiko Casilla. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to come up for a penalty. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. 3 0, he says. Confident. That's my prediction for today as well. 3 0. Whoa, 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 whoa. It's also Jeff Stellings. Is it? Really? It's mm. in the Super Six. Matt, you're well optimistic. Yeah, 3 0. That's brilliant. I know. I feel confident when you're confident. 
Because yeah, well. you, you've obviously there's been this undercurrent that you've felt that there's a that Ellen Road's curse, but is it being lifted? Is this the chance to lift it fully? Well, to clarify, I don't think it's cursed. I just think <laughs> that we've not been playing very well at home, but we have been last yeah. few games and we've scored 1-0, game before last, 2-0, last game. Natural progression. Obvious next step, 3-0. James? 2-1 to Leeds. They've got a goal in them of, of Blackburn, um, but I think we can we can win this game. It's really important that we do win it as well, I think. We've had um, the last, we've lost on the last two international breaks, haven't we? And we're about to go into one, so we could do with a victory for this one. Those are the kind of things that I think are just coincidences, though. People well, talk about it like it's a thing. They are coincidences, but then they become a thing. Yeah, they are coincidences, but it's more that two weeks have just been like, oh, we lost our last game. It just feels awful. It hangs over you. Well, we're not gonna, because I predict 2-0. Oh, yes. Andy, what do you think? Sadly, I disagree with all of you. I, what? I'm feeling a bit down. I mean, down and look today, I think Blackburn a bit of a bogey team for me personally because mm. the in-laws are from that away. Mrs. Andy supports Blackburn, doesn't she? Uh, loosely. Um, but I just can see us losing today, sadly. Um, I think we lost there last time at their place. We, we The comeback at our place was amazing. It was a freak. I can just see us losing 1-0, sadly. Do you not think we've uh, learnt from previous mistakes, Bielsa in particular? I hope so, but I'm going on the law of Andy that. I'm really hoping it's Matt that and Jermaine that and Jeff Stelling that, but I think it's going to be Andy that, sadly. Well, speaking of Jeff Stelling, it was on the Soccer Sixes, uh, one of the games, and we saw that they, it said 92% were predicting a Leeds win. Is How does that measure up to the Twitterverse, James? Well, it's really, really close, actually, because... Um, our followers, 91% of them have said that we'll win. That's perfect. Draw 5% and Blackburn win 4%. You're in the 4%, but I'm, I hope you're not bloody right. Yeah, me too. I, I really want to be in that 91%, but I'm just the law of Andy that. Well, Andy, seeing as you're the uh, pessimist amongst us, give us your word. Beer. I'm going to have loads of beer. I'm going to go with sensible, as in we have to be really cautious. We don't want to get too carried away with the recent home performances, so we need to go out, be sensible. And also, drink sensibly. Can't promise that. James, what's your word? High. I want us to go out into the international break on a high. And I also don't want another high person sat next to you this week. And Matt, what's your word? My word is progress, because uh, I think that we are making progress game by game. And that's why I've gone for my 3-0 victory. And that would represent great progress. So let's hope I'm right. Right, come on then, boys. Let's get to the pavilion of a paint. Well, we're back after the 2-1 victory over Blackburn Rovers. How are we feeling, guys? Where's Andy? Oh, yeah, where is Andy? Andy has received a one post-match ban. <laughs> oh, because last week he was really drunk. Yeah, drunk cast. I didn't realise how drunk he was last week until I listened back to the podcast. Well, I'll tell you this. We campaigned last week on this podcast and it's made real change. Well, it turned into a campaign. 
Because someone else out there heard us, Barney. That's true. Yeah, thanks, Barney. And thanks to the uh, Legion United Trust, Legion United Supporters Trust. As far as we know, this is new. Well, there's correlation, not necessarily causation. However, you never know. Feedback, tell people what happened. So, coming out of the ground today, jubilant due to our 2-1 win. Massive banner outside the back of the cop saying, it's a bit late to notice this, wasn't it? But it was too late, actually, but <laughs> we, we'll know for next time. Half time, Foster's fan zone's open. That's massively going to alleviate the issues you would hope in the, the cop bars at half time. Um, master stroke, in, in theory, by the club. Yeah, it makes you wonder why they haven't thought of it before, though. Well, from a staffing perspective, it's obviously going to have cost them a little bit more, isn't it? So True. True. But it gets it, it, what I really like about it is it takes the smokers out of the uh, gelded end toilets. Definitely. Because it incentivizes them, doesn't it? It's like you can have a smoke and a pint. And a pint. And a piss, if you want. <laughs> totally true. So, back to the game. Normally, I would say how close were our predictions. We weren't even close. James was bang on the money. It's rare that I get them right, so I'm pleased with that one. Very good. Did you did so you thought tight game gonna be a two one? I thought we'd be all over them, miss a few chances, and we'd end up at two one. And that's what happened, so let's wrap that up. That's it for another interview. Uh, <laughs> no? Oh well that is what happened. Um <laughs> Well it is, isn't yeah, it? Right. Yeah, it was uh, like, I thought that um I think James's prediction obviously was correct, but I thought that mine and Jermaine's prediction should have been correct. Mm, we should have won that 3-0. I thought, easy, wasn't it? In terms of, we had, we created so many chances again. Mm. Um, don't know how many of them you would say we wasted. Mr. Harrison possibly guilty a couple of times, but actually on this occasion, he scored his first chance. Maybe, like, just scored it. Goal's a goal though, isn't it? Yeah, it's a great goal. Do you think it took a while for us to get going? Yes. I didn't think we had a shot till about 12 minutes in. 100%. I thought we had a very slow start today. I think it, we were just trying to suss out how Blackburn were going to play against us because they were just sitting deep and we were just trying to pass it around them. And then all of a sudden, as soon as we started just running at them, it was it opened up the game so much more. And despite being the same personnel as last week, it was a different system. Mm. Stuart Dallas wasn't man-marking someone today. It looked more like a flat-back four. But we, we've created a, an awful lot of chances and... Again, only taken two. But we've ground out a victory. It's four in a row at home. Can you have too much to complain about after a game like that? No, I don't think so. Um, what, what, one thing we didn't touch on before the game was that it was the closest fixture to Remembrance Sunday. So we had the traditional minute silence in the last post before the game. Um, you will have heard it um, there in between our pre-match and post-match discussion. If Andy's sober enough to edit it in. <laughs> Um, but we, we actually, I think that you said at the time, Paul, that it was the best it had been observed for a few, fair few years. I believe that. I think there was a little motion on social media and on Waco to get, try and get people into the ground a bit earlier and avoid that bit where people are in the concourse and they don't, through no fault of their, maybe it is a fault of their own because they're drunk and they're in the concourse and they're shouting without realising, but if we were a little bit more proactive and they got the teams out earlier, they played matches on together. It was all settled and it was really well observed, which was really nice. It was well observed. Although the beginning of uh, the minute silence was still punctuated by a guy in the cop going, Oh shit. When he realized that we we're in the middle of a silence. Well, I think, I don't think the message is always, but I don't know if we don't need to sit here and analyze the uh, minute silence too much, but the announcement that they put out doesn't, 
make it clear to me. I thought they do the minute silence, then they play the last post, but it doesn't fully work like that. But anyway, it was good. It worked. It was it was a nice touch by the club. Um, everyone does it up and down the country, and it's nice that we were able to observe it as it ought to have been done. On a slightly less positive note, I thought that the minute silence continued well into the game, to be honest with you. I thought it was very quiet inside Ellen Road today, probably the worst home atmosphere of the season. Yeah, coming back to the cop, it is noticeable, and uh, we had a chat about this during the game, that actually a lot of the more vocal uh, support that used to be in the in the North Stand have moved to the South, um, and, and when I was sitting closer to that end last week, it was really obvious that that was a, where a lot of the atmosphere was coming during the game. James, did you notice anything from the away fans? Um, not really. I didn't hear them at all. There wasn't that many of them there, was there? One thing I did notice in the game, and hopefully someone, another listener will back me up on this, is the uh, the referee's assistant towards the East End was absolutely atrocious. Like, unbelievable. Not just biased, he was just awful. We got caught offside a lot and it didn't look like... No, I mean, Patrick Bamford in the first half got a hat-trick of uh, offsides and I think they probably were, but second half coming towards the Revy stand, they, they were just, honestly, they were awful decisions. I think there, there was one that was really, really clear and obvious. I think a couple of the others, he he may have started in an offside position where it, where it didn't look offside, but if you'd been tracking his positioning... He just doesn't seem... It's a split-second thing, isn't it? That Do you think, as a more experienced pro- footballer than Matt and I are, James, that it's something that you can coach? What, running the, running the line? Staying offside. Staying, staying offside. onside. Um, I think, well, possibly, but I think as well, clever teams uh, manage the line effectively as well, don't they? So, Do you think teams will say, Pat Bamford's going to do this, we need to keep a line, because he gets caught a lot? Possibly. Um, maybe they're just good at watching the line. I don't know. You look at Alioski, he's got better. He used to be offside well, all the time. We did have to move him to left back <laughs> before that happened. To be it's fair. true. So the general consensus um, was that it definitely was a penalty did on you think Luke Ayling. Did you think it was, James? It looked like a penalty from where I was. I thought he'd Ayling flopped himself. There was probably a bit of that. Well, that's um, but you know he 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 poked the ball around him and put himself in that position to be fouled. So fair I, thought, enough. I thought it was a clear penalty from <laughs> the view that we've got, which is nowhere near. <laughs> <laughs> and it's one of those penalties where because uh, Bamford's missed penalties for us, hasn't he? And it's one of those where if it scores, it looks cool, and if the keeper <laughs> goes the right way, mm. you look like a complete plonker. But fortunately today, and then you saw the confidence just ooze into his game, and straight away that. That takedown, plucking it out of the air and laying it on a plate for Jack Harrison was yeah, absolutely class. Yeah, really made good. a big difference. And then we've shot ourselves in the foot straight away by not defending a corner. But it's hard to criticise the defence when we're still the tightest defence going. Same old, same old though, wasn't it? I mean, it looked too easy to me. That Are we missing a bit of height defending corners, do you think? Yeah, and then when Cooper went off and Berardi's back in, and, and Berardi's done well, but you'd be like, oh, we've uh, shortened ourselves. I thought the referee was all right today. He had a funny game. He was far better than he was in the Stoke away game, wasn't he? But yeah, he was better. The one he did that upset us was when that guy handballed it on the edge of our yeah, area. That was when ridiculous. he sort of smashed it down with his fist right in front of him. And then they charged off up the other end and we're going, Aah! but he wasn't sold on a couple of uh, dives that Dak did. Which was good. He let, I think he gave a free kick away for one of the dives. Yeah, he? He, were, he he did let some things go, which other referees would have been straight to the whistle. There was one, um, Paul, when 
can't remember who it was on our side. He was down with a head injury. Oh, Bamford's gone down with a head injury. Yeah. And and there was, Same thing it was in the an first exact half. replica yeah. of their yeah, that was a joke. Yeah. Referee was awful today, wasn't he? <laughs> that, well, it's the thing that upsets me the most about it is is the lack of consistency in the officiating. If they're poor and they're poor for everybody, fine. If they're good and they're good for everybody, but when you see the exact same thing that is unquestionable made in a different way, then it's really infuriating. So Mr. Bielsa, uh, after the game, um, we've picked up on a couple of his comments. He said, essentially, we lacked efficiency in front of goal. Well, we did. Yeah, again, we it, it's so annoying that we've got to spend 20 minutes at the end of that game worrying about dropping points because we should have been away. We should have been home and dry. James, you've been tracking wolves. I have been tracking wolves. Tracking wolves, tracking wolves. Oh. If anyone's new to the podcast, this segment is all about just tracking wolves. Um, they had a particularly good season. Um, in 2017-2018, when they came out um, league champions. Uh, at this point, against them, we are... How many points behind are we? How many do you think? Three. Four. We are four points behind them. I saw the spreadsheet early. <laughs> <laughs> so, actually, at this point, because um, I've got a few other seasons that I'm tracking as well, and I've got Newcastle, and they were on 37 points, which is the highest of any at this time. I've tracked a couple of them a bit differently this week. Yeah. Yeah, track Barry Douglas, he was on the bench and he gave, uh, it was Helder, he gave Helder a nice cuddle when he came off. Did he? That, that's a little talking point that's just pathetic really, but... Walking um, round. Yeah, because the point of coming off, when they come off down that side, he's wearing his full kit. As a and, substitute. And, yeah. and yeah, when they come off the substitute, he's come off at the near side. And that's first, fair enough, the referee's the first time I've any, seen anybody enforce that rule. But he's come off and he's got to do... Um, half the east stand, the entire cop, and then half the half the west stand in his full kit with no bib on, nothing to differentiate him from the players on the pitch. And I assume that's why they hadn't put that rule in in the first it's place. It's a stupid rule and it won't last. No. I mean, well, it's not it's, being enforced, yeah, is it? It's barely so, being enforced. It won't last. It's one of those things that sounds good in theory, but in practice is pointless. So the other wolf I was tracking then was Helder Costa. And again, I thought he had a bit more of a positive uh, influence on the game. Uh, some of his dribbles moving forwards were uh, impressive and but for a lack of end product it would have made him look really influential in the game thought he grew into it thought he grew into the game i thought he started poorly we've said that Leeds started poorly so maybe that's why but yeah you know as the game progressed he was uh, seeing more of the ball but pablo you forget how good he is Man of the match. <laughs> he came on and, you know, played some fantastic passes it, and it, found some great space. You just forget how composed he is, don't you? He, he'll take that second extra and just wait for things to open up. And yeah. they do beautifully. And he passes just lovely ball through. He's just exceptional. Where are we against us last season? Oh, where do you think well, if we Well, if we were better than us this time last week, we've got to be better than us still if we've won. Were we? Well, this was our best ever start last Oh, yeah, week, So, uh... I'm guessing, James. <laughs> better off. But how much better off? Do, 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 do. We are, there's a one point difference, one point ahead of where we were last season, which is brilliant. Yep, that'll do. It is, and it's funny when people say there's no standout team blah, 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 in the championship and then there's two ahead of us this year. And since the last um, international break, we've won three away from, uh, sorry, won three at home and drawn two away from home unbeaten unbeaten those two draws suddenly look a lot better than they did at the time well 
I wouldn't say that we gained a point at Preston, but they certainly looked better <laughs> than they did at the time. And then we're going, you know, we're going into an international break much happier than we've gone into the previous two. When we come back, we've got Luton away, Reading away, Middlesbrough at home, Huddersfield away, Hull, and then Cardiff both at home. Um, before we were into the run of Christmas fixtures, some winnable ties in that, I'd say. Definitely. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I, I cannot stand these international breaks. Well, James doesn't sit with Matt and I, but Matt and I decided our man of the match well before half time, and nothing occurred to change our opinion on it. We, we wondered whether you'd have the same perspective as us. So, can you tell us, first of all, who was your man of the match today? Okay. I knew you'd ask me this. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and I still don't have an answer. Well, who do you think ours is? Off the cuff. Uh, yours, I would say you'd go for Jack Harrison. Who would you go for? Well, actually, can I re- I'm going to guess again. Cooper? No, I, I admired more what Cooper did once he'd gone off, which sounds <laughs> silly, but I real, realised the role he'd been playing when you swap him for Brady, and that's nothing against what Brady did, but you, Cooper was very solid today. Very composed bloke behind us and again we talk a lot about the bloke behind us this was a different bloke to the one who was slagging off Bamford last week but he said oh Cooper's a lot better this season isn't he? he's not making these uh, stupid mistakes that he was last year one he made one <laughs> and even then Kiko Casillas has got a lot to answer for yeah it's true this segment hasn't gone as well as I thought it might have done because we very clearly thought head and shoulders Ben White yeah we, we, we've gone Ben White yeah I thought Ben White was very good I don't know what it is. I I'm always loath to vote for him, probably because he's not our player. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, he's, he's neither, amazing. Neither is Jack Harrison. It's true. Um, I am... You liked Jack Harrison last week. Did he... He scored again. He's... Bamford got a goal and an assist today. Do you know what? I'm going to go Ben White. I can't think of anyone else who was more consistent in that game. He's just class. He's brilliant, isn't he? Yeah. We sometimes don't give it to Ben White because we have an assumption of the quality that Ben White's going to be. So it's we're not doing a most improved. Or ben White was the best player on that pitch. Yeah, he was, yeah. definitely. He even had a shot, didn't he? I mean, that was a bit, that was a mistake, wasn't it? Let's mark him down for that. Send him back. Yes, he did have a shot. It wasn't a great shot. <laughs> Although it was better than one that Bamford had late on. Miles better. And it was similar to one Stuart Dallas had. Yeah, true. I asked Matthew... Why, why Stuart Dallas was down over there when he went down after that? And Matthew just went, shame. <laughs> I think it was. Well, what's our final word to summarise our feelings after the game? Who's got one that's really standing out to them? Desperate to share your word with us. James does. Jermaine. Thanks for coming on the podcast, Jermaine. It's been great to have you. Jermaine was bang on, wasn't he? There were going to be three goals in the game today. Leeds were going to win. He just missed the Tyler Roberts bit, but Tyler Roberts had a hell of a strike towards the end. Yeah, he pulled his hamstring when he did that. <laughs> Matt, what's your final word? Um, I'm going to go with cool, because I think we, we're looking cool. We're uh, heading into an international break in good shape. We've uh, picked up some good points. Home form's looking good. We still haven't hit top stride, but we're still far and away the better side in nearly every game we play, so cool i'm feeling cool my word is satisfying i found it very satisfying that we were able to close out the game i didn't feel as nervy as i have done in some of those tight home games because i'm very confident that we're going to be able to get the job done and it's very satisfying to be able to go into an international break knowing that we've had an unbeaten uh, block of games since the last one and that we're not going to get beaten in the next fortnight i'd say that's a satisfactory answer thank you
Okay, well, everybody's very happy as we head into the international break. Obviously, we've got two weeks now without a match day podcast, but we do have some very exciting interview podcasts coming your way to keep you busy during the international break. As part of those interview podcasts, we've had some exciting things dropped into the prize draw. Go to leadsthat.com and you can uh, have a look there and enter. Enjoy the break and we'll be back soon. Podcast Network.